Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. What a crazy day, yeah? I to in all candor, this is the second time I'm recording this because it was a setting that was all screwed up. So now I have to go off the cuff. This will be a very quick episode. I simply want to share real fast what happened and I want to talk about numbers and I want to be, you know, let's say tough, tough love. You know, I want to share some notes that I think people need to hear. Most that listen to my show, by the way, if you're new, welcome, but most have been listening to me for a, a good minute. They know how I am. You know, they know that I am working to keep people safe. I'm very conservative. I don't believe in shill hype. I don't believe in garbage. And I think I've said multiple times, I don't buy, you know, the fake outs on the graphs. I've learned how to interpret and perceive, but also I recognize that when you got the Gary Ginses of the world, it's just going to get worse before it gets better. And that's where we're at. So today, as I was watching graph movement, and I don't stare at graphs all day, every day, because I focus on my endeavors, make the money. One of them paid me early. That was cool make the money, stack bags, you know, and try to get the hell out of Nevada, which isn't currently happening. I got the registration done. Now I need to decide. First, I have to wait for the registration. If the reg comes through, then I have to decide if I'm going to trade the car for another car. That's the open thing right now. If I do that, because I got the car working, it it works. It's drivable. I've been driving the heck out of it. and It's been fine. But Is it going to handle a two-day drive and it doesn't have the features? Do you know car manufacturers stopped putting CD players in the cars? And I'm like, that doesn't work for me, brother. Because here's the thing. I get it. Bluetooth. No, I just want to pop a CD in there and hit to track whatever and then play it. Because I don't want to filter through a bunch of stuff. I know what I want to listen to. So I'm. there's no reason to take CD. So this car doesn't have a CD player. I didn't notice that when I bought the damn thing because I bought it online. So that now that's like, okay, that's a problem. No heated seats. That's a problem. No cooled seats. That's a problem. 
No remote start. That's a problem. Little, little bit of room. It's not big car. That's a problem. Like I'm just like no, um, um, Xenon or HID headlights. That's a problem. No safety features like auto follow. You know, these, these are things I take for granted and it's like, they're not, no. So now I got to figure out how I get the car that I need. And then do I drive to the East where there's more cars or do I try to get something here? That's on my mind while I'm dealing with all the stuff. But in the middle, once I got all the registration and everything done, I went down to get the registration. I didn't know that there were private companies. They're basically dealers, car dealers, and they'll do registration for you because they have access to the computer, right? So I was like, all right, cool. I go down this place. It was like near a bodega and I'm talking a real bodega, right? It's like in the middle of, geez, like Spanish Harlem looking. It was like a slum. There's like, homeless carts all out in the front and this guy he's out in front of the bodega and it was playing i want to say it was bobby brown or something like it was like didn't expect it near the strip no parking because it's so crammed up in there i get there turns out this is it's straight up dealer straight dealer car dealer and so i get in there do the stuff he's a cool dude older dude he breaks it down he's like yep i can take it because I had called and said, do you take cash? He's like, yeah, I take your cash here. Okay, cool. So I go in there. I had to pay tax because I bought it out of state and you have to pay tax. So I, I walk in with cash. This is the second time I'm walking into these places with like a stack of cash, like a baller, right? Because he's like, oh, it's going to be a lot of money. You know, I don't know. I'm like, and whatever, how much is it, right? So he gives me a number. It's like $1,200, $1,260, I think it was. $1,200, like, all right, cool. Like, oh, you know, they want to write the check it. No, I'm good. Don't worry. So I'm counting out. I actually had exactly in my uh, uh, safe uh, wad like $1,200. Cool. And then I had, you know, money in the wallet. So I had the $1,260 all cash, clean, $50 bills, $20 bills, $10 bills, and some hundreds all off scratch. I'm telling you, cash is king, ladies and gentlemen. Cash is king. I did it again with the, I had to do a cat converter, $4,000 cash. Hey, cash. Cause that's how I roll. So I got all this done. So the car is good spot, but then I got to figure out if I'm going to trade the damn thing. It, but I do the registration cause that's a precursor anyway, but now I don't have to wait at the freaking DMV. They just do it for me. Cool. But now in my mind, I'm like, all right, I got the car situated. My endeavors are doing what they need to do. Let me go and look at the cryptocurrency, see what's happening. And what I noticed today, I saw a bunch of fallout. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me, but I want to talk to you because I think some people don't realize what really happened. And I think it's up to me to help tell the truth about what really happened because some people are lying. They're not lying. They're wrong. <laughs> So let's get into this, starting with some numbers, and then I'll break down what really happened. That was the largest catalyst to the red that we saw today. So right up front, you probably noticed, if you were looking at graphs, we had a significant dump earlier. This dump was cell. It was a lot of cell. It was a lot of FOMO cell, actually, to be more clear. A lot of people were afraid. They generated a bearish sentiment out of the clear blue after some upward trend. Remember, Bitcoin was getting up there. It's like 24,000, 25,000. People thought it would hit 30,000. It was trending slightly upward. And then Ethereum 
was somewhere around the 17.8, mark down to about the 15.5 mark. So this is a significant drop across the board. But I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tell you about a trick. If you notice all the graphing sites, I don't care if you use TradingView, PooCoin, CoinDesk, it doesn't matter. All of these graphing sites, they default you to the one day or the one hour or the four hour or something else. They do that on purpose. They do that because they're trying to show you a volatile situation and your inclination is to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Your inclination is when you see that red to immediately sell because you're afraid of loss. When you see that green, you get tempted to immediately buy because of fear of missing out on profit. The problem is, in my opinion, this is completely backwards, completely inverse or bass backwards, as we used to say in the days. Because normally, if you're comfortable with cryptocurrency, the first thing I always say is, it's only a loss when you sell. And it only has any value when you sell. If you buy in, you do have a basis, you do have a a position, right? So I put $500 into something. The value of it will go up and down. Your basis is still $500 of investment. We just, if it's gone down, you're just not going to get a return. You're not going to break even, right? And you're not going to make any profit. If it goes up, there's some profit and you can take until it's back down to $500. Or you can put more in to increase that position and increase the profit or offset the losses. These are trading strategies that you could be doing. Not every person does them. No problem. But what happened here, very recently, as in hours ago, the SEC, after filing a lawsuit against Kraken, Kraken is, this, is a centralized exchange, cryptocurrency, filed a lawsuit, Kraken, who has no balls, bowed down and said, no, no, I'm sorry, Mr. SEC, okay, we'll pay $330 million to settle and we'll stop are staking as a service program. If you didn't know, the vast majority of cryptocurrency exchanges offer some form of staking as a service. Now, there's some misinformation floating around the interwebs that I wanted to clarify as to the root of the problem before I do so. Just to be clear, when I first started the podcast years ago, CryptoTalkRadio.net, which at the time was Leistridge, by the way, I was doing reviews of different cryptocurrency exchanges and Kraken was one of them. And I said it was crap back then. I still feel it's crap for multiple reasons. Fast forward, here we are and seeing them bow down like this, it just validates what I said to be the truth. It's just that they're crap. So they settled this $30 million for SEC. They're going to shut down their staking. Now here's the problem. Way back before Ethereum was about to release the proof of stake, Ethereum, they did a side deal with the exchanges to offer staking for the new blockchain. And in Coinbase's case, for example, they called it ETH2. But that allowed you to stake in, but they wouldn't let you withdraw for the longest time. It was locked in there. Coinbase eventually opened up theirs. Apparently, Kraken had never opened up theirs. It was still locked in there. So they, Kraken, when I say they, said that they're going to discontinue all the staking that they can, just not Ethereum because they can't, you just won't get any rewards on Ethereum anymore. So your money is essentially frozen. If you went all in on that, your money's frozen. It's not really, but it is because you're not going to be allowed to withdraw it until they decide to release these funds on the Ethereum stake. All the other ones are just unstake and you can't restake them. Now, 
Here's the thing. People then started freaking out. We saw the FOMO cells because they assumed that the staking was the problem. I think people didn't read the complaint. There's two types of staking. You can stake via your wallet to a service, or you can stake as in a centralized exchange. The big problem, there's two, the biggest problem that the SEC had is because of the nature of them being a centralized exchange. When you give your assets to a Kraken, you, as in your wallet, you are not staking your cryptocurrency. You're giving it to them, and then they are staking through their wallet, and they're kicking back some of the assets, some of the rewards. Doing that, basically put it very close to a security type of bill because in other words, think it this way. If something happened to crack and all of a sudden it just completely blew up or whatever, and it's staked this way, you're going to lose those assets. You're going to be screwed and you have no insurance. You have no protection because it's their wallet that's staked over there, not yours. Your assets are at risk because you gave it to a custodial exchange. The second part of what SEC had a problem with is that Kraken apparently had never registered its staking as a service with them. That was a requirement of theirs. You got to, if you're going to do it, you got to register with us. And then second, the way that it's being done creates a risk that it's very close to a security because essentially it's being secured by the health or asset health of Kraken. If something happens, you lose your assets. That was what really was the impetus for them to go out to Kraken. So then people wondered, and the Coinbase CEO came out and said, well, staking is not a security. He's wrong. Because the method of staking, if it's through your wallet, does not create a security in of itself. It depends on how the how that is being staked. If I'm, like, let's say Everrises, they have an NFT stake. With the NFT stake, the, the tokens essentially don't ever leave your wallet. They give you an NFT and then there's a stake associated to it. That doesn't run afoul, but because Everrise, as I covered on YouTube, recently lost their balls and decided to run away from liquidity, essentially, there's a risk that they could just cut and run and then disappear and never be seen again. But if you're staking through your wallet, it's still your, they're still your tokens. They're still associated to your wallet address. Even if they leave your wallet, they're still associated to it. It's the risk of a loss where you've got something going on here. This organization goes kaputs and you lose all your assets. If there's a risk of that happening and you're banking on the health or asset health of that organization, that's where SEC got a little bit finicky and a little bit ornery. So what I'm saying to everybody out there is to be thinking about the big picture of what SEC is going after. It's not staking in general. They actually don't have a problem staking in general. They have a problem with the way that pooling assets. So you're collecting all this asset from various different folks and then you're staking on their behalf and then you're doing a kickback to all those different ones. The method of what they were doing, it was the real problem. And then second, the lack of registration of their staking as a service program. Is there a risk that many other services could just shut down out of fear? Absolutely to which I give the call of action to anybody listening here. And by the way, if you're new, welcome. This is our role. Just be careful. Not your keys, not your coins. Anytime you give your tokens to a centralized exchange, it's called custodial management. You are giving custody 
of your tokens to them. And if something happens to them, you're going to be at risk of losing your money. So I recommend don't doing, not doing rather, the staking in those exchanges because of this very risk. Don't take the risk of doing that. Or if you do, make sure it's throwaway money you can afford to lose. Better if you do staking that is driven for your wallet on the decent side. You still have the same risk because if it's a service, let's say Luna Classic, that's a validator, and you stake with that validator, there's always the risk that something could come down on them for the same reasons. It's a pool of assets, right? So nothing's safe. That's the key. And that's why people say invest what you can afford to lose because you just don't know. That does mean you are taking a gamble because that's really what it is, gambling, if you choose to go ahead with it. Nobody can tell you what to do. I am saying, bottom line, I don't think this is as bad as it's being perceived or described. However, many people FOMO sold because us, there are certain other people who are spreading the narrative that staking in general is a problem. There's still the, the, there's still the discussions going on about proof of stake and whether or not it's really going to be problematic from a centralization perspective. This pooling that we're talking about is why. Pooling of assets into central pools. There's the concern that that may cause other issues, not just this SEC thing. But other issues from a security, I'm talking security of assets, from, a, you know, protection, what if something crashes? There's all these things that are still up in the air. So my call to action again is just be smart about it. Just don't be overly concerned, I would say. This is a conversation that's going to keep happening. If you are truly concerned, Bitcoin is not proof of stake, doesn't plan to be as far as we can say. So you can never go wrong there. But there has been a rush to proof of stake recently because of lower gas. So that's a give and take. I don't think many of the people that are naysaying what's happening, saying, oh, yeah, Disney, I don't think those people have thought this through. We've had this conversation before. We're going to have it again. I think it's an aberration. I do think that many of the centralized, I think the centralized exchanges are the problem. And that's part of the reason why the demise of peer-to-peer -peer services is a big issue. And the rise of KYC is a big issue. And we need a way to, this is why I said you're never going to get to a world where you don't need fiat. Because the whole purpose of a centralized exchange is to trade cryptocurrency for price, for profit, and to get fiat, fiat on and off ramps. That's it. That's, that's their function. That's it. If you get rid of them, what are you left with? You're left with assets where you cannot fiat on and off ramp. You can do all the rest of the stuff. There's some way to do all the rest of the stuff. But the fiat on and off ramp, we don't have another solution for that. And we need one. because, And we need one that doesn't require KYC. I'm talking at the lower level. If somebody wants to cash out $1,000 of cryptocurrency, you shouldn't have to do KYC for that. If you're doing $100,000, okay, maybe. But if you're doing hundred grand, you know, a grand or two grand, no, it should just be, yep, we can go ahead and do this. It is. This is where the banks would be helpful. They don't want to play ball. I said before, if the government wants to crack down on cryptocurrency, they'll go after the centralized exchanges. Hopefully it's clear. Leister knows what he's talking about in some of this stuff because it's obvious. It's obvious how you would deal with it. The on and off rants for fiat are the way that you lock down cryptocurrency. Because if you can't get to fiat, those cryptos essentially have no value because we tied it to fiat, which is a terrible mistake. Where do we go from here? I do think 
some of the other exchanges are going to follow suit and they'll just crack down on staking to some degree. That's my theory. I can get that wrong. I think we'll be okay in the long term, but it's going to depend on people. We have to get smarter about staking in general and ideally prefer decent where possible. I think the fiat on an off ramp and the ease and convenience is why people do it. All that's going to do is set you, set you up into a honey trap where the government's going to block you into a corner. If that's what you're, if you're a gambler, you want to go with it. I celebrate you, respect you, but just be aware this was coming. We knew it was coming and worse is going to come. But for right now, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it's being made out to be is my point. So just be smart about it, you know, and make sure that your bills are paid before you get in it. And if you're going to get in it, don't put so much in there that you're, you're put out. Make sure it's money you can afford to lose because you just don't know. And you can't count on anything to keep you safe as long as it leaves your wallet. Even in your wallet, some of those services could shut down and you lose money. It's all a gamble at the end of the day. As long as you recognize that, you'll be okay. That rhymes. But it's about minimizing risk because you're not going to be able to eliminate it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.